No, it's I don't think so. It's actually really sweet. Ooh. I like it. It's got a medicinal flavor. It's mostly honey. Yeah, that's what I really pick up on is a lot of honey. Yeah, I do not like it. Just a tiny hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tastes like cigar smoke. Michigoni in degree. All the best podcasts are free. Not a ginger and witty. Playing games and drinking tea. Call a pound never lies. The best podcast for its size. So hang out with your new best friend. With a friend for Hidden. Hello, hello there. Hello, welcome to Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Where some world record holders of video game records and a guest get together, drink something, Hello talk there. about video games, and recommend something. I'm Ginger. <laughs> I'm Ginger. I'm Willie. Ring. That's the page turning sound. And that's how you know this is a book. And I'm CJ from Coffee Talk with CJ. <laughs> Hi, CJ. Welcome, CJ. We thank got a special guest much. today at CJ from Coffee well, Talk with CJ. Thank you very CJ. much. It's really yeah. nice to be with you again. This thank is like second us. time we're doing this. Uh-huh. I had a lot of fun last time. Yes, yes. Yeah, we did a uh, one episode of your podcast, just a random chat about all kinds of different things, and that was a great time. That was awesome. It was awesome, definitely. I was really looking forward to doing this again. And I hope I have something to contribute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. I mean, even if it's just your talk with our games right. or drinks. And speaking of beverages, Ooh. I actually have one of my homemade kombuchas here. Is that what it is? <laughs> it just looks like a piss jug. <laughs> it literally looks like piss. It really looks like piss because it's pineapple and ginger. <laughs> So, Mamma Mia! Ooh, that was kind of a nice How much nice percentage spot. of alcohol? Yeah, for a mason jar. <laughs> Less than That's 1%. That's pretty light. That's pretty light. I was left with another impression last time from you, Ginger. <laughs> yeah, it's a little early over here. Why? What are you drinking? <laughs> That's really? not going to stop me. It's half of a pineapple and a couple sprigs of ginger root. And it's sweet, yes, yet it has the spiciness of the ginger. And I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5, because I really like a lot of my kombuchas. Well, you should let me taste that, if it's so good. It is. Some of the funk mm. looks like it's an actual scoby in there, but it's not. I'll take a picture of it and make sure to share it in the chat. What do you rate it? Yeah, that's really good. Spicy pineapple. Spicy ginger pineapple. I'll give that 5 out of 5, too. Fuck yeah. But what I'm about to drink is a Sharkinator White IPA from the Lost Coast Brewing in uh, Eureka, California. That was a weak crack. So it's a white IPA, dry hopped with Cascade, Crystal, Chinook, and Citra hops. Mm. It is a mild... Bitter hoppiness. A typical IPA. It's light for an IPA, but it's still hoppy flavor. All so right. it's much better than a lager, in my opinion. It tastes like hops, but they're smooth, crisp, mild hops. So it's like a stronger lager. Yeah, or a lighter IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in that range. I'll give this Sharkinator 4.25 out of 5. I like the name. Yeah, on the the label, there's a robot shark that has, like, 
keg strapped to its side, so that's pretty cool. Huh. I bet it has fucking laser beams. Probably. Sweet. Probably a dick laser. (laughs) (laughs) CJ, what kind of beverage are you drinking? Um, to be honest, I was trying to do some research to come up with something interesting for our episode today, <laughs> and my fiancé at work was uh, talking with a, col- a colleague of hers, and he, he said, uh, you should try some IPA beer, which, by the way, I want to ask, what's a, what does IPA stand for? India Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. I bought like two different kinds. One is called uh, something about people's uh, people's beer. Um, It's it's local. It's local brewery. Both were IPA. Nice. And they both tasted disgusting. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, it's a bit more on the bitter side. Maybe that's is that normal for IPA? I don't know. To taste a little more on the bitter side. I personally don't like bitter taste. Of any kind, so I decided to <laughs> decided to go with something a little weaker. I bought a Budweiser. <laughs> 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 I'm not much of a beer drinker, to be honest. But I have to we're say, we're not fans of Budweiser <laughs> too much. <laughs> well, then in that case, you're not going to be completely offended with what I have to say about Budweiser. Uh, yeah. No. No. We would not be offended anyways. It's all good. Drinking it, it just reminds me kind of the joke that Monty Python made with the Australians. We're talking about the beer, the American <laughs> beer. What's what's the what's the thing about beer, American beer and making love in a canoe? Too, fu- too fucking, fucking close, close to, to the water. water. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. That is funny. But you know what? It's It's good. It's good. I'm fine with it. I would personally give it a 2.5 out of 5. Because the the beer that I had last time was better. The beer that I had last (laughs) time was better. Norfolk's Gold. That was better one. Yeah. I don't know if you have any import Swedish beer in uh, where you live. But... Sometimes. But that one is good. That one is good. Maria Stad. Also, there is one such brand. It's also a good beer. I would give that one a 4 out of 5. Sweet. One of the things that actually stopped me from becoming an avid drinker was the fact that for some reason, I don't I don't know if that's the right term, uh, heartburn. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. I always get heartburn from something that is, for example, stronger than wine. So... That's why I was the unpopular one in the group for everyone. <laughs> you should have been the popular one. You didn't drink, so you could drive for everyone. I drove everyone. <laughs> that was the reality. You should have been the like fucking like most favorite. <laughs> yeah. You'd have been the most favorite in our circle. <laughs> Fuck yes. Well, that's good because I love driving, so I have no problem with that. I will be your Uber. No worries. <laughs> Just point the, point the club and I'm there. <laughs> we don't have too many good clubs on this side of Michigan. <laughs> no? And they're all closed anyways. Rightfully so. <laughs> but we'll be right back after these messages. 
What's up, dudes and dudettes? Thank you for joining us on Hot Drops, an entertainment-based podcast where we get together to discuss the hottest video games, movies, TV, anime, really just about everything in the industry. Every month, we hold a giveaway, currently being the game of the month, but the prize will only get bigger as we ourselves grow and build a hopefully intimate community. My name is Josh. I'm one of your hosts, always accompanied by my co-host, Dylan. You can find us on all streaming platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Give us a follow on our Twitter at hot underscore drops underscore pod, Instagram at hot drops pod, and hot drops official on Twitch, where we'll be streaming some upcoming playthroughs in the near future. So again, thank you, and I hope you join us. Now it's time for Real Life XP. TMCRLC GRPVG. CTWCJ. I had to join in somehow. Yes. Oh, would you? CJ, would you like to go first with your Real Life XP? Or do you want to wait? I will wait. Until after we've gone. I will wait. All right. All right, I'll go first. I'm going to do. A television watching real life XP level okay. up. Last night, I sat through the entire movie Alphaville and I made it to the end. Fuck that movie. It's like an early 60s French sci fi black and white movie. Something like that. I was into like some of the ideas. And I liked like the setup that the movie was doing. And the fight scenes were really funny. Yeah, they were like so dumb. They were like stage play fights, but with like really early camera tricks. So they'd just be like pushing this reporter slash secret agent back and forth down the hallway. There was one in the elevator where he'd just fly from one side, like just fly past the camera, then you'd hear a smack sound and he'd fly past the camera the other way. But I don't think it was supposed to be funny. No, it was just using simple old fashioned. But what's so like, funny? Yeah. So anyways, the idea behind it was cool. Where This guy travels to Alphaville, and it's a city that's run by an AI, a giant computer that takes up, like, 1.3 kilometers of the city are, like, all buildings that are this giant computer. And the computer runs everybody's day-to-day lives, making everybody's decisions for them, and they've outlawed emotions mm-hmm. and... Like every hotel room and room, they say, oh, there's a Bible in it. Let me make sure there's a Bible in here. You find out halfway through the movie that the Bible is actually the dictionary. And the computer updates it every day and takes out words that you're not allowed to use. Yeah. Like love or why. Like the people in this town don't know the reason why. They just get an order and they just do it. And, like, in the city, they execute people. If they, like, one guy was executed for crying when his mom died because emotions are banned. Yep. The execution scene was great because they'd go in, they were like this Olympic sized swimming pool, and they'd take the emotional offenders to the end of a diving board, and they'd shoot them, and they'd fall in the pool, and then, like, Eight women in swimsuits would jump in the pool with knives and swim up to the guy who had just been shot and continue stabbing him until he's really dead. <laughs> it's like the emotional pain wasn't enough. Right. <laughs> right. Well, they have to get more. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. It was weird, though. Like, every room had, like, its own, like, sex worker. I'm gonna say sex worker. But it was Not every room. Weird. Or they could order, like, a sex worker, right? Yeah. It was just kind of fucked up. And they had barcodes on them, which also kind of fucked me up a little bit. Because, um, just knowing people real life people who have been through wars and have those tattooed on them. Yep, the computer would just order these girls to go, you know, do anything like letting gross old men suck on their necks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird shit. So yeah, there were lots of lots of big ideas in it, but there was so much French poetry that was slow and I don't know, I, I wasn't really digging all the poetry. The main character was really into poetry. and Yes. Lots of old-fashioned translated French poetry that, that really slowed the movie down. Yeah, it was kind of unnecessary. Some of it would have been fine, but all of it that was in there, it, it lost me at times. I think I didn't even see them killed the guy in the pool because I legit was so fucking bored watching it. It was boring. Besides the silly like fight scenes. Alright. Anyways, I'd say it's worth about <laughs> 1700 points for actually making it all the way through the movie. For basically surviving. For surviving the movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's pretty what was good. the name of the movie again? Alphaville. Alphaville. I'm sure to stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Or watch, like, Mystery Science Theater 3000. That would be a good one to watch with those guys talking shit through it. That would be good. So, my real-life experience... I I don't know. (laughs) You're not prepared. (laughs) I'm not. I thought of something. Uh Uh-oh. Why'd you put that (laughs) music on? (laughs) It makes it even worse. Okay, I mowed the the grass yesterday (laughs) actually really i i was able to open up an early birthday present from willie and he totally fucking got me a playstation 4 and final fantasy 7 remake and i (laughs) when barrett says that it's so awesome (laughs) it's way better than i thought it was gonna be as a huge Final Fantasy fan, especially 7. 7 was the first one I played. The story was great. Replaying it was painful because of polygons. It just looks like shit. <laughs> seeing it seeing it in the great, great graphics that it's in. And we could even probably get a better TV and have it in better graphics, but whatever. I only cried like maybe three times. <laughs> Because I'm just like, oh my god, I never thought this was going to happen. And I'm playing it. I'm fucking playing this game. That at first I was pissed about. Because I'm such a Final Fantasy stan. And then playing it. I really enjoy what they've added to it. If anyone out there has actually played this game and liked it. The only thing that I'm mad about is they're sending it out in like parts. That is a little unfortunate, but I think it'll be worth it. I'm (laughs) I'm really liking the game a lot. I think I'm coming upon the end of this 
game because it's like what twenty hours if you like maybe don't do everything. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's really great to see them in great graphics. So for being able to open up one of my birthday presents early, I'll say a thousand points. Okay. All right. That's cool. CJ. Just what's your real life experience? Just a quick one. When you mentioned uh, about Final Fantasy and uh, its old graphics, it kind of makes you <laughs> appreciate your childhood even more when you used to play it and you saw those graphics then for the first time and you were like, "Oh my god, it's so detailed!" Oh my it god, it was so good back then. Yes, yes. It was like, you're looking at this and I'm like, that's centipedes with machine guns. I was like, where the <laughs> hell do you see machine guns over here? <laughs> that's, <laughs> let's talk about imagination. Okay. So, um, yeah. about me, I can say I did two things. One on our Netflix on in Sweden, we have, uh, most probably you have it on your Netflix too. A limited Netflix series called High Score, which is a documentary series about Atari, about Nintendo, how it happened, who created Pac-Man, who uh, got to the Nintendo Championship 1990. <laughs> it's just the whole story, the whole thing, how it all started. And I have to say it's super interesting, but somehow I'm having trouble watching it by myself and i have my fiance <laughs> that to blame to be honest because otherwise if we can't watch it both then it kind of falls apart but i watched the first two episodes and i have to say it's so fun so fun you learn so much you have uh you know the original you know creators the creator of pac-man the creator of uh the sounds of uh, i don't remember which game was it uh metroid i think and other okay. it's like the actual you know the japanese you know they speak in their language you, you see them one of them is like your professor like, like imagine for a second um your your university professor is the person who created pac-man how fucking cool would that be how how would that would be awesome that would be super awesome and he's just like a normal dude he's a normal normal dude and <laughs> it's really cool i really recommend it i really recommend it so you feel more enlightened about it now i got uh, to halfway in third episode where they start to talk about how they come up with role playing games which i think is a lot in uh, ginger's um, side I of love the RPGs. yeah so I definitely <laughs> recommend it to you too. Um right. okay, what else I did today? I played a lot of Nintendo NES and uh, I wanted to recoup some of my memories from my childhood from the only console other than PC that I ever had, which is the Nintendo NES. Or a Famicom. Nice. That's how it looked. And I decided yep. to play my favorite games, or at least try to find them and remember which ones are those without being 
titles that everybody knows, basically. So, so I, there's no need to say that I played a lot of Super Mario Brothers. I know that I played a lot of Contra, for example. I think I mentioned last time too that uh, in Bulgaria we did not really have Legend of Zelda. There was no Legend of I Zelda for us. Yeah. So that I grew up without it. I know, I know what it is, but uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm not so much into fantasy, like uh, or orcs <laughs> and elves and all that. Is just a like a major yeah. turn off for me. <laughs> for sure. But I get, I get a lot of people are into that stuff. But I played extensively today. My. I believe my favorite game of all, which I played the hell out, or at least I believe I progressed the most. It's the game is called oh, yeah? Felix the Cat. <laughs> oh, that game! Our friends at Secret Levels actually did a episode on that, and it's pretty funny. There's their one fucking shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much XP? You think you get for this Felix the Cat? <laughs> <laughs> ah, also, one more thing. I played a little bit of Tetris. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I played a little Tetris today. Nice. And I even posted it now on the channel. Um, 13,955 nice. uh, points from first try. Level 5. I got to level 5. So, I felt good. I felt good. Oh, that's the piss job. I see it. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. Yep, I just posted it. So, I really liked uh, Felix the Cat. I really... It brought me so many nice memories. And I even got so much into it that I was like, wait a minute, since I'm going to be mentioning this, I need to look for it. And I looked on YouTube, and there is one movie called Felix the Cat the movie, <laughs> which is a, I would say, in the early 80s cartoon, like a Saturday morning cartoon type. Yep. And it was so wacky. It was so wacky. It was so weird. <laughs> I can't tell much about it because I was basically skipping it uh, every 15 seconds. I was just going to skip, 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 skip. <laughs> I get the gist. Okay, skip, 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 skip. But definitely, I'm happy I did this today. So I'm really proud of myself that I still have it on. I still have the emulator with the game. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the Felix the Cat movie, but I've got a couple DVDs of like the old uh, 1950s or 1960s cartoons. And those are really good. My son liked those when he was a little toddler. Mm -hmm. I could throw in a Felix the Cat DVD and... He'd like that more than Ninja Turtles for a while. Yeah, he did. I w looked at the Wikipedia on Felix the Cat, and it turns out it's such a huge character, in at least from this part of the globe. I've before and that I've never heard for of more it. More than a hundred years now. Mm -hmm. Like we know, we had, for example, somebody like Popeye, but um, which I believe Felix is like from that caliber of uh, animation cartoons yeah but felix the cat i only knew it as this game in my childhood <laughs> but i'm happy i did okay Thanks. so as points since those are not exactly my points i would say um <laughs> let's 
round it up to 1000 and I'm going to give them away to the both of you. So I split 1000 to both of oh, you. Oh, that's so sweet. This has never happened before. Can we no. allow this? Can you give away your points? I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> okay. All right, that's two votes for it. We'll allow it. <laughs> Think of me as the seller NPC in the game. Where I was like, good job, you did this. Here's your 1,000 points. <laughs> I'll take it. It's dangerous to go alone. Here, take this. Right. Exactly. So, we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Hey, Willie. Yes? What game do you play? I played a 2008 game for the Wii from EA and Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. I know. I know what you I know what you played. You played the fuck out of this game. Yeah, it's called Boom Blocks. It's so much fun. So it's a Wii remote game where the main objective is to... Most of the stages, you throw balls at these towers of blocks. <laughs> and you try and knock them down. There's different ways to play, different stages where you have to meet different objectives. Some of them, there will be crystal blocks, and you have to knock all the crystal blocks onto the ground. Some of them, there's point blocks, plus and minus point blocks, and you have to try and knock down the positive point blocks while not knocking down the minus ones. Mm. But as you play through this, like every five to ten levels it changes and so it's something completely different there's levels where you got to use a sticky hand to grab blocks and you pull them out of a tower like jenga style there's ones where you have to do that where the tower has little baby cows on top and you have to not let the little baby cows fall off i hate those levels those ones are a pain in the ass there's bomb blocks that explode when you hit them There's chemical blocks, where if you get two green ones to touch each other, then they explode. So they set up all these puzzles where your objective is to either knock down a tower, or there's different ones in story mode where you have to, say, get the mother gorilla a path over to the baby gorillas, where you knock down obstacles on a bridge, and the bridge is also made out of blocks, and so you have to (laughs) knock down the bridge. There's also ones where you get different things to throw, like bombs. You did say that, but like those are those are fun. Or bowling balls, yeah, isn't it? Or there's even like an auto fire hose, and you can set the hose <laughs> yes. to, to pump out bowling balls at a really fast rate. <laughs> <laughs> the fuckery. There's also shooting levels. You can get either a gun or a ghost zapper. So there's one stage in the Wild West town where, like, these monkeys are throwing blocks at at the baby cows. Or maybe it's beavers. I think it's beavers in that level. And so you've got to shoot the monkeys so they don't knock your beavers over. There's another level that's in, like, a haunted forest. I'm sorry. Monkeys and beavers? Yeah. In the haunted forest, there's little kitty cats who are going trick-or-treating, and you got to shoot all of the Grim Reapers and skeletons that are coming uh, yep. to eat the baby kittens. you got to get them to pick up all the 
candies and pumpkins and stuff. Oh, whatever little things they have set up in the level. The objects. Right. There's, like, sliding puzzles where you have to slide blocks out to make a path for the gorilla. There's... There's like a Jenga type level where you have to like pull out certain pieces and not have it collapse. Uh And that's really cool. There's another set of stages where you have as much time as you want to place bomb blocks. And then you get one shot with your gun. So you got to place the bomb strategically to knock everything down. (laughs) Hmm. All kinds of different stuff. It's a cool game. Yeah though to play like with everyone because it's a pretty it's pretty simple yeah i didn't see any toilets or piss jugs no but there's a create mode and you can build your own black towers and set your own scenarios jug yeah you could build a toilet out of blocks and then have the fire hose shoot out bowling balls and fill the toilet with bowling balls or a dick that casts a giant dick shadow yeah (laughs) <laughs> you could even give it an explosive tip. <laughs> uh, can you have it like shoot stuff out of it? Yes. You oh could. my god! Yes. One of That's, the I'm gonna be playing this. <laughs> you know, fuck all these other new games. <laughs> One of the pre-made levels has like these indestructible blocks, like in the shape of a gun, and you place an explosive like where the uh, hammer would be in a six shooter. Right. And then you shoot that, and it sends a chemical block flying down through the gun barrel to hit another chemical block, and then it explodes. Ah, nice. So if you can make a gun that shoots stuff in this, I'm sure you could make a penis-shaped tower that shoots all kinds of stuff out the top. Yep. That's what I'll probably be (laughs) doing for the rest of this Labor Day weekend. But it's fun for people of all ages. Just make sure if you're playing with a young kid that you wear the strap so you don't throw the Wii remote into the TV. Because right. when you're throwing the balls, you have to make a throwing motion. And the harder you make the throwing motion, the harder you throw the ball. And you also have to let go of the A button to release the ball. So it's almost custom built to accidentally throw the Wii remote. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want to wear the wrist strap if you're not used to playing this game. I think we've actually never threw one into our TV, but I think we've accidentally thrown them and then like <laughs> we're like, oh, we better put the strap on. <laughs> There's a Hitting reason. animals as well with this. Like, be careful. You might bust your dog in the face. <laughs> or your cat. In the or your cat. Or your little kid. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, if you have one of those animals, That's happened too. you could definitely <laughs> hit your little animal child in the head. We can say to the people who don't believe it, YouTube it. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Oh my god. I need to YouTube people smacking their kid with re-remotes. I need a good laugh. <laughs> and Anyways. then there's there's also two-player simultaneous stages. There's... We used to play a shit ton of co-op and... There's versus and there's co-op. And in versus, you're either taking turns or going at the same time to see if you can get the most points or knock the most blocks down. So fun. And then in co-op, you play the same. You play these stages both at the same time, and so you have to coordinate. Like I'll pull out one over here on this side. You pull out one on the opposite side to keep it balanced. Yep. Like to see how many you can pull out and <laughs> pull yeah. out, strap on, spray. <laughs> 
game is perverted. Oh, wait, it is by Steven Steel- yeah. Spielberg. He was on the Lolita Express. Dirty, dirty old man. Pussycats. Yeah. Dirty old man. <laughs> Kittens, monkeys, chickens, cocks. <laughs> yeah. Beavers. Beavers. Yeah. Is there cows? Yeah. And gorillas? Yeah. The cows. He added the cows and gorillas to try to cover it up. Well, the cows have, like, big udders on their That's fronts, true. too, so. <laughs> well, I mean, they do have big old udders they yeah. should have on there. Otherwise, it's not a fucking cow. It's a bull. There's pigs. Is there pigs? I think there's a pig. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yep. If you got That's a Wii, it. I recommend Boom Blocks. It's, it it's always bigger. fun to knock down and blow up block towers. <laughs> and not have to actually clean them up in real life. Right. Ginger, ginger, ginger. You will be you first. Yep. Ginger, right. ginger. What game you play? I play the game Lydia for the Switch. So I'll just say it it's kind of a trigger warning in the beginning. This game talks about children um watching substance abuse so you know if if that's triggering for you you might want to just skip my game but this is a hand-drawn like point and click game the art is kind of really creepy it's all black and white there's some colors here and there but you're this little girl Lydia and you have two friends and you kind of see her life progresses in in chapters. So she kind of stays as a kid in the first two chapters, and then she gets a little older. It showed kind of her relationship with her mom was not well. Her dad was a little better, but then all of a sudden her dad is gone, and there's lots of parties happening throughout this game, and the little girl is has a teddy bear to kind of, like, make sure she's safe. The end of the game is sad as fuck. You go over seven key moments in in the game. And in the first, you're like walking up this creepy path after you go in this hole in your closet with your teddy bear. And there's this really creepy fucking like, I don't know, frog with horns. So you have to go find someone to fight that frog. It's just really weird. So it's a girl perceiving her parents pretty much getting drunk and they hint at drugs but not any specific drug more alcohol and just the bad relationship with the mother yeah i can relate (laughs) completely so i kind of really enjoyed the end of this game spoilers Yeah, spoilers, your mom is the monster in this game, and um, at the end you get the choice to leave your mom in a hospital bed, pretty much on her last leg, and get in an argument, and you just pretty much walk out because your mom's a fucking cunt in this game. Super bitch. Trying to blame her daughter for everything. There's one part of this game where you're with your childhood friends and they're dating and the girl gets mad because you're nice to the guy 
your friends, like, get in an argument and you get in an accident because they're, like, drinking and shit. There's another one where the little girl's camping with her dad and her dad is, like, dressed as a clown. It's really, it's, it's pretty fucked up and sad, but really good. The art, the art in this is amazing and I'm really enjoying that a lot of games are starting to talk about the hard things in life. You know, if children see substance abuse at an early age, they tend to follow their parents' footsteps 100% or completely go the opposite. I know many people who don't drink because of their parents, so I commend them for that if that's their choice. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this is a really cool art style game. If you see it on the Switch, I got it for pretty cheap. If you're able to play this game, if it's not too triggering for you, or or if you like a point-and-click adventure, it's pretty short. You can get through it in an hour, and you pretty much have three choices. You can react angrily, <laughs> you can react curiously, or like think sad or happy goes back and forth so is there a different ending depend on your choices i tried to actually change a choice with the mother at the end just to see but the mom was such a bitch she just automatically automatically walked away so i'm not sure if there's multiple endings there could be but i honestly don't i don't think there is there might be one where you don't get in an accident, but it's kind of a slow-paced game. Like, you can't run, which would make it nice, (laughs) because the little girl walks kind of slow. There's a bathroom, so there's a toilet. (laughs) Um, I think in one of the party scenes, someone's, like, pissing themselves, so... (laughs) Too bad they're not sitting on a jug. Right. Right. It kind of surprised me, like, some of the curse words that popped up in this game. I was just like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> Let me take a screenshot of that and share later. <laughs> so don't play this one with your little children. No, no. This is not for children. <laughs> Definitely not. But I still recommend it, if you can play it, if it's not too bringing up the past for people. Is it Lydia with a Y? Yes. Okay. Oh, it was it was relatively cheap on the Switch. That's why I bought it. I was like, oh, sweet. Let me get this, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, a dollar or something. I can't remember how much it was. It was cheap. But the art, the hand-drawn art, I really enjoyed. Like, fucking walking out on your mom. Like, <laughs> bye, beach. <laughs> you toxic, toxic woman. And that's okay. That's okay to do. <laughs> Just because they're your family doesn't mean you have to have them in your life. Definitely. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm actually as... Hey, CJ. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> right. Let's bring this fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say quickly that I'm looking right now at uh, Lydia on Steam here. I have Steam open here. I'm looking at it. Yeah. So it's for about four euros here. So okay. maybe I'll give it a shot. 
I'll give it a shot. I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't really like morbid like such type of games, but uh, the yeah. way you describe it, it makes me curious. I was like, I want to see for myself. I want to see if I'm a human being in the end. At the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> the art, the art, all in all, is pretty cool. It kind of creeped me out a little bit in parts. But it, it was a cool point-and-click story game because it hits on real-life shit. Like, people deal with this kind of shit, unfortunately, too often. But there are, like, no jump scares or anything. No, there's not really any jump scares. There's, like, maybe one that looks like it's kind of going to be, but then you just find your teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Like, in the beginning, they get it out of the way quickly. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, please don't be like, da, da, da. <laughs> fatality. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, if a jump scare is done, like, in a good way, then I can respect it. But I think a lot of things just rely too much on the jump scare, and that's bullshit. Like, fuck with my mind a little bit. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, so for hey, me, hey CJ, hello there, Willie. Hello there, <laughs> what game you play? I was thinking long and hard, and I' gonna talk about a game. <laughs> oh, that's what he said. <laughs> he said long and hard. <laughs> hey, I said I'm gonna catch up on the dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Holy shit! <laughs> But don't worry, I'm not gonna prematurely ejaculate at all. I'm just saying that. <laughs> no PE. But I wanted to also make sure. I also wanted to make sure that I'm not gonna pull out a fast one on you. So. <laughs> the game that I'm gonna talk about, unfortunately, is not Switch or any console, since my only console is a PC. And um, on That's that okay. one, on that one, I actually remember there was one game that I played a lot. Also, it's called Shadowrun Returns, which is it was a game that was in 2012 funded with Kickstarter. So, this is actually the first game that I played. Shadowrun Returns is the name. So, I would assume that this is not, like, the first title. Maybe there were titles before. But that's the one I played at first. And it's a tactical-based RPG. In, uh... Nice. In, uh... What was uh, the word for it? Um, uh, not futurist. It's futuristic, but cyberpunk. Like, cyberpunk. Like steampunk, steampunk, exactly. That was actually the word. Lots of gears and goggles, exactly. Buckles and chimneys. Love that aesthetic. And chimneys. I love a lot of chimneys erected from the buildings, and casting shadows (laughs) like dick shadows. (laughs) But but also one thing that's impressed me that actually made me stick with the game was the fact that this game was merging cyberpunk steampunk sci-fi elements basically with fantasy because in this game there's a whole story a whole narration and you play it from the perspective of your character which you create in the beginning 
and you can assign different races. He can be from different races. He can be a human. He can be an orc. He can be a troll. He could be an elf. And one more. I don't, I don't remember what exactly, but it nice. implements those, uh, that type of fantasy as well. Which I, I thought I was like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. I'll give it a shot. And in this game, you are type, you can be part of archetypes, which is a type of sh- uh, shadow run characters. So with different skill sets, you could be a mage who casts spells. You can be what's called a street samurai, which is basically a melee character, mostly. Nice. Uh, there is one... Punching people right in the dick. <laughs> or cut their dicks off with an axe. Your, cho- your choice, of course. <laughs> Whatever is making it easy for Sweet. you. You could be... Tube stain. You could be a shaman. <laughs> you could be a shaman, which uh, you smoke a lot of pipe. But also you're able to summon a lot of uh, elementals to help you in the fight. You could be also a Decker. Decker is the type of uh, a hacker or engineer in the game. I was thinking Upper Decker. (laughs) (laughs) Upper Decker. That came right to mind. And in this one, um, because there, since there is, this is also sci-fi, there is also implemented a way for you to go into a computer, into the computer, uh, space, which ironically in the game they call the Matrix. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for example, there. Must have been before the movies, huh? I think it was somewhere around that time, yeah. And also you can, in fact, Ah, by the way, Dwarf. Dwarf was the other one. That's what I was missing. So, in The Matrix, for example, you can uh, fight programs uh, or other hacks or other deckers, hashtag hackers, uh, which are there. Uh, The fights themselves are... I don't know if you played games like XCOM. Yeah. Yeah. It's turn-based, so you have your turn to move your character. Yeah, tactical-based. Tactical turn-based, yeah. So you have your enemies on the one side, you have your team, you and your team. You can be by yourself, you can have a team of people with you. And you can use cover based on your surroundings. For example, you have a box over there next to a stall. (laughs) And that box... Eyes in a box. Of course, what is the number one rule in such games? Never, ever, at the end of your turn, be... Out in the open. Never. Because you have the turn where you move your characters as close as possible to the enemy. And the next phase is when you attack them. Now that could be with melee weapons. It could be with guns. It could uh, also use debuffing and buffing magic or objects or healing, healing as well. Yes. That too. And uh, that's actually the other thing that I really liked because I'm, I became a huge fan of the XCOM games. And I mean, the new, the newer ones. I, I don't speak about the other ones from NES, for example, Super NES, because I haven't played those, <laughs> but, um, I'm a super big fan of those. Yeah. I still need to get XCOM too. I really like the first one or the first. You're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to be disappointed. That one 
Uh, just a little thing I'm gonna say about that one is the fact that uh, the one thing I didn't like about the XCOM 2 was the fact that pretty much 90% of your missions are going to be time-based. So you always have a countdown. You don't have the unlimited time to make your... Uh, to place your people or to make your strategy. You're always on the clock. And that's the only thing I didn't like, but it, there is a way to go around. But you're gonna... You, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Just, I don't... Well, that's kind of a bummer, but, but... Yeah. I'll still try it out. Yeah, but... Yeah, but you have, but I have to say that uh, even that, since it was a big turn-off for me in the beginning, I would say you get used to it in the end. Especially if you know what you're supposed to do. So, it's a good thing. Maybe it's like a necessary thing. So you don't drag it out too much. So... That was the other thing that made me love Shadowrun even more. Even nice. though it's a little less consistent when it comes to the fights, like compared to XCOM, for example, because you have the percentage shows, um, you know, based on the weapon you have at hand, how much are your abilities, how far away is uh, the enemy that you're about to attack. You have a percentage, basically, if you're going to hit them, or if you're going to crit critical hit them, or both. And sometimes that could be very inconsistent. So you have something like, like in the first XCOM, you're just basically two squares from one another. <laughs> it becomes a bit like uh, UHF with Weird Al Yankovic, with the guy who was just <laughs> shooting him, shooting him, shooting him, and just like a meter away from him, he was like, nope, <laughs> nope, you missed. <laughs> so, yes. But the star, the story is awesome. I have to say, the story is awesome, and I believe that's a very underrated game. I don't, I can't say how I found this game, how did it came to me, and how I decided to get it. But I'm really happy I did. Nice. So you're talking about there was like a wizard. You can cast spells and stuff, right? Or a mage. There are different uh, characters and different um, types yeah. of uh, characters that you can pick for yourself to be from the beginning. You know, choose. So, do they like cast like piss chalk? <laughs> No, no, Ginger. They cast a dick shadow. Okay. Awesome. I would be. I would Please be really get surprised with the program. If he said yes. One of their spells is piss jug. I really need to make a game. <laughs> Casting piss jugs and dick shadows. No, just the jugs. First, first you cast just the piss. So when they're like all wet, they're like, oh, "What the fuck?" And in the middle of the sentence, you just throw the jug at their head. I was like, "What the." Oh, there is piss bombs in uh one of the South Park games, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Shadowrun, uh, you can find it on Steam. Also, you can find it on uh, GOG.com, which is um, a website with a library of older games, like older games, DRM games, games, That's uh, it's really difficult to find them, and pretty much Steam and the other services, they don't want them. <laughs> maybe for some reason, maybe because they're too old, it's not enough interest, but um, you can find it there, and it's going to be super cheap. I would say no more than five bucks, probably. But it depends also w which part of the world you're from, because I've noticed right. that. 
I had this uh, argument one time with one German guy uh, when we were talking about Quake, the games. And on my side, at exactly that time when I looked on GOG, it showed that I could have like a whole bundle of all Quake games till the 4th, I think, for something like 15 bucks total. It was like nice. super, super nice discount. And I was like, hey, check it out. We have this bundle for 15 bucks. You know, it would be cool for you. And I was like, oh, cheer, thanks. And then five minutes later, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's nothing here. I was like, what do you mean? If I put all four of them, it's going to cost me like 35 bucks or more. I was like, that's not possible. I even sent him a screenshot. And then he sent me like, there's, I don't have the same thing here. I was like, oh, shit. So. Need to get those VPNs. Ooh. <laughs> ah, VPN. That could work. I've never tried it, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should trust it. I've never tried it either. But, I mean, there's, like, a few things where you can just do VPNs from different areas of the world and totally fucking. Say, oh, my PC is in Germany. Or, oh, my PC is in Canada, so I can watch the first Mission Impossible movie on Netflix. Yep. The one time I was actually close enough to buy a VPN was only because I was freaking pissed that I still ins- <laughs> that still didn't get to see The Flash Season 5 when the rest of the world has already seen it. <laughs> and only here in Sweden yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't available. And then finally it came out and I was like, ah, thank God for that. <laughs> That's good that it became available for you. I don't know why is this difference. I don't understand it. Laws. Dumb laws. Dumb, 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 dumb. Come on, it's Canada. <laughs> it's Canada. I thought they were supposed to be the nice ones. <laughs> they just say sorry after everything. <laughs> we're still dicks, but sorry. <laughs> sorry, eh? <laughs> so- <laughs> we love our Canadian friends, so. All the other ones that don't listen to us and don't like us, they can fuck off. <laughs> But if you're listening, no. then we like you. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost in Canada here in Michigan, so. I think I have one listener. I think it's from British Columbia, but I digress. Uh, yeah, that's on the other side. Yep. Well, we'll be right back after these Message? Messages. You're going to make me stick a message in here, too? Dang it. Erect it. Because it's almost yes. time for recommendations, right? Yep. So now it's time for... Recommendations. Recommendations. Do do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Who wants to go first? I was going to say I <laughs> will recommend. <laughs> but CJ started talking too. So no, 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 no. Who wants to go first? <laughs> you. I say ladies first. All right. So I am almost done. With this audiobook. And you're almost started with your recommendation. (laughs) 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 So I am reading right now This Is My America by Kim Johnson. It is a pretty good book, but it also is another sad shit, you know? Fucking America was built with slaves and killing indigenous people. And this is just a young girl's take on what her America is. Her dad's in jail over 
a murder he never did. Her brother found a dead white girl and then had to go out on the run because what's going to happen in this little town? The black kid is going to get arrested and get the book thrown at him. It's still a really good book. I highly recommend reading it or have it read to you in audio version. It's called This Is My America by Kim Johnson. So you're reading it with your ears? Yes. Through an app from the library? Yes. Audiobook style? That's the best way. That still counts. It, (laughs) It really helps. And then I've learned sometimes these books have big pauses and it will mess up my Bluetooth speaker. So if you up it to 1.25 speed, it's fucking perfect. (laughs) And you get done with it a little quicker, but it's not too fast to not understand. And it takes all those stupid, like, long pauses out. Does it make people sound like Elvin and the Chipmunks? No. 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 It's only 1.25 speed. I kind of like the Elvin and the Chipmunk voices. <laughs> you can then download an an app for the library and do that for yourself. I do not want to do that. All right, what's the book? Oh, this is My America. Yep, by Kim Johnson. I'm going to recommend an audio drama podcast called Copperheart, and I've been blazing my way through this uh, at work the last few days. And it takes place on Earth uh, about it's about the same time as now, but a nuclear winter happened about 20 years ago. And so most of the humanity that's still alive is living in bunkers. Mm. They have to stay down in the bunkers another 78 years until it's safe for humanity to emerge because there's radiation... And it's really cold outside. You have to wear, like, five layers plus radiation shielding if you go outside. Not okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) And so the bunkers are run half by military and half by civilian scientists. And they have, like, these tribunals going on. But weird stuff starts to happen. An ERV, Earth Return Vehicle, crashes in the first season. And then one guy survives, but there had been nobody on the space station for the last 20 years. The astronaut that they recover seems to be human, but some people think maybe he's alien. Some people think maybe he's a spy. Because the American flag on his uniform has 17 stripes instead of 14, and there's 47 stars instead of 50. Mm-hmm. I'm getting. And then there's kind of, what, what do you call that? The Berenstein, Berenstein Bears, the Mandela, Mandela effect. That happens, yeah, that happens to a guy there. His favorite movies are Star Wars movies. But then after they go see this mysterious alien cube thing that the scientists are studying in another part, he comes out of seeing that, and he only remembers the first Star Wars movies, and he gets in this big fight with his friend. Because he's like, there's there's no fucking sequel to Star Wars. She ends up bringing the movies over and watch it. (laughs) She does the, she quotes like, Luke, I am your father. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) That's funny. So yeah, it involves Area 51 and aliens and like, of course, asshole military leaders who don't like the scientists doing shit on their own and want to declare martial law and take the whole thing over and it's this crazy sci-fi world with lots of mysteries going on yeah i highly recommend copperheart for a 
sci-fi audio drama mystery. That was cool. I want to look for it now. I'm curious now. That's good. CJ, do you have any recommendations? I was thinking about recommending myself because I'm such a self-loving prick, but... (laughs) (laughs) I thought to myself, you know what? I should actually give to people this time. And... Just like Ginger, I will actually prefer to give voice to an audiobook that I listen to every now and then. It has a, a now a special meaning to me, this book. I have already mentioned it in my podcast in uh, the episodes before the segments that I'm doing right now. about It's a self-help book. It's a self-motivation book. It's called The Decision by Kevin Hart. It's narrated mm. by Kevin Hart himself. And just so you know, for those that are interested, um, the book doesn't have a hard copy. It's only an audio version from Audible. And in this book, uh, basically, Kevin Hart lays it out for you. It, tell, it tells you that things can be better. You just have to, you know, switch off the negativity and just take care of yourself. And it tells you how to do it, what to deal with, what's, what brings the worst out of you. Like this jealousy, this pursuit for perfectionism, the constant comparisons between you and other people and their lives, and the self-doubt and anger which leads to blame and self-judgment. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, personally for myself, I can be a very vindictive, angry um, son of a bitch, but when when I started to listen to this book, it kind of clicked. I've, li- I've listened to a lot of mo- motivational books, and there's another one from an author called Gary John Bishop, but that, that I'm not going to speak about right now, if anybody's interested, taking listen to my episode. But this book specifically clicked with me because I even mentioned it in that episode because of all the things that happened during this year. I listened to this book and basically I was like, yeah, you know what, you're right. I should turn off the things, you know, I muted all the negative stuff on Facebook, on my Twitter feed, on everywhere. Hell yeah. Yeah, and unfollowed any group or or tweet account that uh, the only thing that they did was just spread this negativity about everything. I'm not going to say about what, but pretty much anything negative you can think of right now in 2020 that happens. And... I do feel better, and when I start to sense that I'm going back to my angry, vindictive self, I just stop, I open Audible, I play the book from the beginning, and I get back on track. And I think it's something that everybody needs to hear. If not, not only because Kevin Hart, for me, is one of the greatest stand-up comedians and an absolutely amazing person in general, but they should give this book a chance. Definitely. Cool. Nice. It's not on my library app. I looked. No, it's Audible only. Use the promo code. Oh, we don't have one. <laughs> Use the promo code TDZ for a free month. But CJ, right. 
do you want to plug all of the plugs and where people can find you, where you want to be found? Yeah, tell us about your podcast and your social medias. Okay, so my podcast officially is called Coffee Talk with CJ. And so my podcast, I like to describe it as a jack of all trades. I talk about movies and video games, make reviews of them. I do storytelling for my personal life and my personal experiences. Right now, I have a new segment called CJ's MA Idols. MA stands for martial arts. And in each episode, I talk about one martial arts, martial arts actor. From <laughs> from B rated. By the way, you don't know how accurate that thing was, but I'm gonna tell you in a minute. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> because um, those martial arts actors are such that participated in B rated martial arts movies from the late 80s, 90s, sometimes the early 2000s. People who, for me, are like unsung heroes. It's uh, martial artists, actors who never really broke through their B-rated status to a stardom. Like people like, unlike, unlike, for example, Jean-Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal or Chuck Norris. Those people broke through. But there are those who are still in the background, still in those old B-rated martial arts movies. And in each episode, I talk about one of those people. Right now I already have four. The latest one that I spoke about is Gary Daniels, who you may recognize from a movie with Jackie Chan called City Hunters, where in that scene particularly, he actually turns into Ken from Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I know that scene. Yeah. And basically, I'm just uh, looking into their personal life and achievements and the most notable movies where they started in, or basically whatever I'm able to find on uh, Google and IMDb search. So it's informative for me and informative for anybody else who is interested. The next episode I'm preparing right now is going to be for our favorite renegade bounty hunter that we know, Lorenzo Lamas. And uh, you can uh, mostly find me on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And right now I'm currently working on uh, getting myself on iTunes, too. But Spotify, I believe, is the easiest way to find there. Thank you. Nice. Cool. And on Twitter, you're Coffee Time with CJ? Coffee coffee Talk CJ on... Coffee Coffee Talk Talk CJ on uh, Twitter. And I have Instagram, which is called Coffee Talk, uh, Coffee Junkie V. Sorry, Coffee Junkie V. But uh, I don't use it too much right now, but uh, I'll do my best to post (laughs) there too, as well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. It's it's been fun talking again. That was awesome. Thank you. Yes. Seriously (laughs) disappointed. Okay, I have one. Okay, I have one. I have one. What's the what's the most similar thing between a Rubik's Cube and my penis? It only gets harder with time. <laughs> Alright. On that note, I I have one too before we're done. Oh Jesus. <laughs> what's the, what's the difference between three dicks and a joke? What? Your mom can't take a joke. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh.
Okay. Oh, well, send us any feedback at grabrapidiansplaygmail. I was going to say... Grabrapidiansplayvideogames at gmail.com. I was going to say, remember when Betty White <laughs> mentioned, why do people always say, you know, grow a pair of balls? Those are weak. Grow a pussy. It can take a pounding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Thank you, Betty White. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it does. So stop calling people a pussy. Call them weak, because uh, pussy isn't weak. That's empowering. That's empowering. <laughs> yeah, so you can find us on on Twitter at Grand underscore video, Instagram at Grand Rapidians, play video games. If you've got any feedback or better dick jokes, email them to us at Grand Rapidians, play video games at <laughs> gmail.com. Thank you to our patrons, Boston Harbor Horror. That's another really awesome audio uh, podcast, so go listen if you have not. Also, thank you, Inadequacy, for our outro music, and Rappy McRapperson for our intro music. Leave us a review on Podchaser or iTunes and send us a screenshot. We'll send you free stickers. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash grandrapidiansplayvideogames. You said it right. <laughs> we send out stickers every month there, and we've got some t-shirts left if you want to join at the higher level. Yeah, and with the higher level, we have some very, 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 very rare pins we can also throw in there. Yeah. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 9167-WILLIE, 9167-WILLIE. It is a real number. <laughs> And thanks again, CJ, for joining us. It was awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a blast. Thank you. Same. Absolutely the same. Thank you so much. Have a great time. Goodbye.